welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the podcast. Make sure you are comfortable and you can feel your hands. Find yourself in complete presence. Clear your mind. And if any thoughts come back in, creep in, just witness them and say, there it is, there it is. And then let them go again and focus back in on the present moment. For those of you who know and love Eckhart Tolle, that might have been a little bit of a treat. I'm a huge fan of Eckhart Tolle. And for those of you who are not aware who Eckhart Tolle is, you're probably like, what the fuck was that? But anyway, hopefully it was entertaining on some level. Uh, today we're going to talk about stealing versus inspiration. I'm changing that from stealing versus borrowing because I didn't really think it kind of encapsulated what I was trying to talk about today perfectly. So we're going to talk about the difference between stealing and inspiration. Here we go. Okay, so I'm sure many of you are familiar with the quote that is attributed to Picasso that is, good artists copy, great artists steal. Well, that's easy for Picasso to say. Uh, Nobody's going to question him. But in the real world here, as artists trying to make a living and trying to get ahead, people do notice when you blatantly steal from them. And it's really just not a good practice to have. We're going to break it down a little bit and figure out what the difference is between stealing and getting inspiration from other artists. Well, not unlike stealing an object in real life, stealing in the art world, stealing inspiration or stealing somebody's authentic voice as an artist is very similar. They're both very alluring at the beginning. It's like, wow, I'm going to get this short-term gain in stealing an object. I'm going to get this object or this money or this diamond, and it's going to make me rich. Well, obviously, the downside of that is that you're going to be looking over your shoulders every day and wondering if you're going to get caught and go to jail. Well, in the art world, if you're stealing somebody's authentic style or voice, your short-term gain might be that people are amazed or excited to see your work and, oh my God, this is great. But the long-term effect is that people are going to 
once they finally get on to you that you're stealing somebody else's work, you're going to be shunned and nobody's going to trust you and nobody's going to want to work with you. So stealing in real life and in the art world is just not the best use of your time. The problem is that nowadays it's easier than ever to steal an artist's work or voice or description, you name it. We're going to get into all that, but online is like the Wild West still. We still haven't figured out how to regulate these things, and it's very easy to for a person to go online and copy somebody else's style from across the world because like, what are they going to do about it? They live on a different continent. I'm seeing them online. They don't know who I am. It's hard to prove this. So some artists want to just fast track their career or fast track their own personal advancement in their own style by stealing someone else's style. The problem is, is that that's very short-sighted and people will get onto you and other artists are going to call you out. I've seen this happen before. People have stolen my stuff before And you know what? They steal other artists too. They don't just do it to one person. They do it to a group of people. And once that group of people gets on to them, then they're never trusted again and basically shunned by the art world and their sales suffer as well. So it's just not a good idea. I've even found, or my wife's found in Googling me and searching for my work online, we've even found in that search that there are certain companies in a different country internationally that have stolen my work and are selling it as prints without my uh, agreement, without a license. They're just selling my prints and, and pawning it off as something that they own and hoping to make some money off of it. It's pretty crazy that that can happen. I've never met these people. I didn't even know they were aware of me. I actually take it as a compliment because, well, this entity actually thinks they can make some money off my work. And so far, I haven't done anything about it because it's just not worth my time and resources. Um, If I find out down the road that they're making a killing off of my art, then yes, I definitely have a case and I will take them to court. But, you know, it's one of those things where right now I'm just treating it as exposure and stupidity. And my wife and I had a little chuckle about it, but it just goes to show you how far people will go nowadays to steal your work. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to be focusing today on artists stealing other artists' work and their voice and style. So let's get into that. First of all, we're going to talk about style. We all want to be inspired by each other's style. And look, I'm always combing Instagram every day and seeing people's stuff, and I'll see a piece that inspires me. But what happens is I'll take that and I'll take the inspiration, the feeling of the piece quickly. I don't sit there and study it for an hour or copy it down or make a sketch of it. I just get the feeling of the piece and then I will go and turn it into my own. I'll filter it through my own essence and then, you know, churn it out into something that typically doesn't even end up looking like the one that I was inspired by in the first place. So that's an example of inspiration, taking inspiration from another piece and then turning it into your own artwork. Now, on the flip side, there are plenty of artists who are actually studying an artist's style, technique, composition, watching their, you know, in-process videos, in their studio videos, and then just kind of trying to emulate that as close as possible to them, especially if they see that it's a style that sells well, and then they're just kind of spitting it out, and they're tr- they're not trying to filter it through themselves at all, through their own unique voice as an artist. They're basically just trying to copy it. That, my friends, is copying. That's not taking inspiration and borrowing. That is blatant stealing. So don't do that. Now, when it comes to figurative work, um, this is difficult because there's a lot of artists, and I did this in the past too when I used to do pop surrealism. You are inspired by an image of a celebrity or whatnot. Now, you can get into a bad situation when 
you're translating that photographer's image without getting their permission and just copying it to a canvas and not changing it all, making it exactly the way that you see it from their photograph. What would you say in that case, Jury? <laughs> I guess the jury didn't like that. I guess they thought that that was stealing. Now, on the other hand, if you took an image, like let's say you're doing a pop surrealist piece, and you took an image from a photographer that you were inspired by, and you changed it and you filtered it, and you let's say you elongated the neck and you changed the background and you kind of made it into your own vision of something. Let's say this figure was in outer space or something, just for lack of a better idea. Uh, but you've seen surrealist work. It's more coming from the imagination. It's filtered through the voice of the artist. In that case, I think you're probably okay. Let's check with the jury on this one. <laughs> ah, I think it's okay. Or uh, ambiguous, at least. I'm not sure what that meant. But yeah, I think that in that situation, you're definitely kind of making it your own. I think if a photographer was really pressed to do so, they could reach out and be like, you didn't get my permission, but I think you're probably going to be fine. Just like in the films, if it's a satire, you have a little more artistic license, uh, similar in this case. Okay, moving on. Secondly, we're going to be talking about the description of your artwork. A lot of time, artists nowadays are spending a lot of time online creating these really eloquent descriptions of their work to try to sell their work and to try to embody what their creative process is like. And I've had this happen with me personally where somebody's just copied and pasted mine and put it into their own artwork description. And when I found it, I was like, I felt kind of violated. Uh, and I knew the person, or I mean, I was aware of the person. It just felt like, oh, you didn't even get my permission to do this ahead of time. What's what's the deal here? So basically, anytime you're copying and pasting from somebody else's work description, it's plagiarism, like in the writing world. And that is definitely frowned upon. But let's just check real quick. Oh, yeah, they didn't like that. I, th I think that's definitely stealing. On the flip side, if you were doing, like I said in the other uh, topic, if you were taking somebody's description as inspiration, like you were very inspired by it, and then you sat down to write your own description in your own words about your own work, then I think that's fair game. Using it as inspiration, that's great. It's like being inspired by a writer, inspired by a poet. There's plenty of writers who kind of sound like other writers, but that's different from plagiarizing and just copying and pasting their exact words and pawning it off as your own. That's a no-no. The one exception here, of course, in the online world is with hashtags. Hashtags are completely okay, in my opinion. Some people might disagree with me to just copy and paste. If you see an artist who's doing well and you're trying to increase your views and you just see the hashtags that this artist is using, I think that's fair game to copy and paste or at least take some of those and, and use them because those are almost like public domain and they're used for search searching purposes on the web. So that's fine. I think that's the one uh, example of copying and pasting being okay in the online art game. Okay, so on to the next one. We're going to talk about in-context pictures. These are the pictures that you put online where you have your art kind of superimposed in a room uh, above a couch to show how the artwork is going to look and how it's going to be displayed in someone's home to give them a feel of if they want to purchase it or not. Now, this is tough because a lot of times artists are using photographs that they found online, uh, most times purchased. Sometimes people take them if there's no rights or any copyrights to it, but you're supposed to buy them, obviously, from a photographer, so you're not 
stealing with from them also. But the one thing I'll say about this is there are some artists, and me included, I have my go-to ones that I'm posting all the time that I'm showing my artwork in these context photos, and I have a presence on a certain specific art marketplace, like let's say Artfinder. And sometimes you'll see artists who, because you know the other artists are aware of you and they're seeing your work popping up every day. And then you'll see an artist all of a sudden using one of your go-to in-context photos that nobody else is using. And it kind of feels like, well, okay, yes, technically it's not my own, but there is kind of a an etiquette that they should be going by. I think they should be reaching out to you and saying, hey, do you mind if I use this? I see you use this one all the time. Um, because I think that's just a good practice to have and fosters good communication between artists. Now, if it's something like you don't even know, you can't keep tabs on every single artist there in context photos. But if you have a very strong online presence on one marketplace, then I think that's a good practice. Just to be safe though, let's let's go ahead and check with the jury. Okay, so not very enthusiastic on that one. I guess the jury's out on that a little bit. Like I said, it's still the Wild West, but just use your judgment. If it would feel weird for somebody else to do it to you, then you probably shouldn't do it back to them. Also, I know with for example, with me, I'm doing, I'm putting a lot of time in every day, putting these in Photoshop. I'm not just using an app. I've found these, I've like curated these pictures. I found them for myself. Sometimes they're from my own place where I've lived or or live currently. And I spend a lot of time editing my photos, putting them in there, correcting the shadowing and the lighting. And so sometimes it almost feels like it's it's your own artwork. And in those situations, if you haven't seen a lot of people using it, if it's not like a well-known in-context picture from an app that anybody can download, then yeah, sometimes it does feel a little bit like a violation. So just be aware of those things moving forward. Kind of what to take away from this is if you're basically infringing on an artist's authentic voice or style, it's at very least suspect. Yes, suspect. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Sorry, just launched into Goodwill Hunting there. Um, hey, I gave credit. No stealing. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you question it, it's probably wrong. So just use your best judgment. If you don't have good judgment, <laughs> which a lot of people don't, ask a friend who does. If you don't have any friends, well, you should probably stop stealing people's work, and that's why you don't have any friends. <laughs> I kid a little bit. But yeah, you know, if you're if you're struggling with getting some friends in the art world, maybe you're not using some of these best practices. So step back, be a little objective, and consider some of the things that you're doing. Everybody can benefit from a little bit of a course correct. None of us are perfect. But as I said, even though people have been selling work online for quite a while now, in the grand scheme of things, it hasn't been that long. So we're still in the Wild West of figuring out this whole online art sales thing. It's tricky. But remember that art is a long game. Think about that and think about your reputation in the long run. Don't do something for the immediate gain. Think about being around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and then apply that to any decision you're going to make. Back in the day, artists really only had a chance to see other artists work when they had a studio visit, when they got invited to somebody's studio or they saw somebody hanging in a gallery or they went to a museum. So there really wasn't as much of a chance to just sit there and stare and absorb somebody's artwork and really just churn it out. Um, it was more of a, of a case of like, oh, I, I kind of remember this. I kind of remember the inspiration of this, the, the vibration of this piece, the energy coming from this piece. And then they would go home to their studio and crank out their own piece. 
there were still people who were stealing art back in the day, but it was just harder, it seems like. Or the artists that were being stolen from were all the very famous popular artists because those artists were famous and it was easy to get access to their images. But nowadays, any artist from any level, emerging or very famous, it's easy to find anybody's work online nowadays and therefore it's easy to copy them. And it's easy to kind of hide back in anonymity from a distance from another country even and just be like, oh, well, whatever, this person can never touch me. But just think about, would you like somebody to do that to you if you had achieved some sort of level of prominence based on the hard work, many times decades of hard work to get you there? Would you want somebody coming up to just blatantly steal your description or your style or your voice or your composition? No, you probably wouldn't. Think of that moving forward. Be inspired by artists. Continue to be inspired by artists. But just remember, the most important thing is to put it into your own words, to put it into your own voice, because that's what's going to inspire other people. And that's what's going to sell ultimately. All right. I think that's a good place to stop for today. But just to be safe, I want to make sure that uh, what I'm saying checks out with the jury. So what do you think, jury? Did I nail it? Ah, fuck it. I guess that'll have to do. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you next time. Be safe out there. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.